I'm, I'm so, thank you for sitting down with me. Um, I'm super excited to talk to My you pleasure. about, about fatherhood and, and also about um, Little West. I love to dive into the businesses that you all have started because um, I just find it so interesting. And I so want to be a juice person and I'm not. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping you can convince me to become one. Yeah, well, because of what? What are you, why aren't you a juice person? Well, taste, flavor, yes, is it sugars? Is it, okay. It's taste. It's, I, the, anything with celery or cucumber in it, I just can't do. <laughs> I've tried and I've tried so many is it, times. Is it kind of the same thing that when people have cilantro, is it like a, is it like a something that, can you eat celery and cucumber on their own? Yes. Oh, Okay. I think it's just that because you're drinking it, it's just for me, it's, I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, <laughs> I've had some that I like. I'm just not a big celery cucumber drink person. Well, um, are you in Canada? Are you in Canada? or the No, US? I'm in South Florida. I'm in West Palm, actually. Oh, you're in West Palm. Okay, I, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so, well, I'll send you some juice and I'll send you some juice. Oh, I'll send you some of the, the after our, after our, our talk. Okay. Shoot me your, your, I, I love doing this with people, with, oh, with okay. the interviewers and, and friends and people. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's very exciting for me to just be able to send them the, the gift of health and, oh, uh, and good. see, okay. um, you know, Dear Hallmark, the Dear Hallmark yes, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent her some juice and she was very honest with me. She's like, Andrew, I had to plug my nose and drink this one down, but I loved this one. This one was great. I could drink this all the time. Usually our watermelon strawberry, which is like, you know, easy flavors watermelon strawberry uh, mint and lime and there's jicama in there as well is that that's like the fan favorite everybody loves that because it's yeah. pretty straightforward stuff and really refreshing in the summertime um but then we have then we, when we go into the greens it, we have like our sweeter green one that's pineapple forward then we have our um our clover it's called which is like our generic our generic our our uh namesake what used to be we right. our company used to be called clover um so that was our namesake juice and that was like our first green juice we ever came out with that was our first juice we ever made and we sweetened it with pear as opposed to apple um and we didn't we the reason for that was most green juices are sweetened with apple because it masks the flavors of the greens but we wanted it to be a really smooth finish and we wanted it to be a little more of a round flavor like a lot of you kind of like taste a lot of the ingredients in there um so look some it's our number one selling juice. So a lot of people like it, but the people that don't like it, don't like it. Right. And then we have our hardcore greens juice, which is the detox greens. Yeah. And that has like E3 live and spirulina, but it's more lemon forward. So you don't really taste a lot of there's, and there's, I don't, is there cucumber in that one? I'm just blanking on it right now. But anyways, we, we, we have kind of the variables of juices for, for different palates. And so I'll send you some, I'll send you okay. some, and you just like, give me the honest feedback. I love okay. hearing honest feedback from people yeah. who say they're not juices. Yeah, no, absolutely. As you drink this beautiful green thing that you're drinking. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, it's thick, thick and green. Oh boy. <laughs> yes, I am very close with Dara. I'm also very close with um, Sarah and Julie from Suspenders Unbuttoned. Suspenders, so. yeah, great. Yeah, so we're all yeah, we're all very excited to meet each other in person at Rama Drama since it's literally in my backyard. Um, amazing. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a really good time. I'm super excited about it. Um, so much. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It'll be my first fan experience. I've never been to 
anything like Christmas con or, or I didn't even know they existed. I just so happened to be, I think in the uh, Rama drama was running a Facebook ad. And I think because I live here and I, I, I think I meet the demographic <laughs> that they like collected. <laughs> I kept seeing the ad over and over again. And I was like, what is this? And then I clicked on it and then I was like, oh, this will be fun. So <laughs> you're part, you're part uh, of the algorithm. You're part of the algorithm. I am definitely, definitely part of the algorithm. It got me. It, yeah. looked, it worked. I told, I told, I told Gabrielle, I was like, it worked. Um, I bought a ticket. Yeah. So <laughs> Great. Great. Um, they're, 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 um, they're overwhelming, but amazing. And I, I say, I say overwhelming in the best way possible. I've never been part of, I've, I've only done Christmas con two times now, but my first Christmas con, I, I didn't know what I was walking into and, you know, 10,000 people on the floor and in front of my booth, I have, you know, this long lineup of people that want to meet me. And I'm like, is this for, is this for real? real? You guys are all waiting here to say hi to me. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it's unbelievable the impact, you know, you really realize the impact that Hallmark has on the fan base and how it's, you know, it really is an escape for people. And, for, you know, it, it's, it brings people through some really rough times, dark days in their lives. And, and also people that are going through something, it also enhances their life in so many ways, you know, and their relationships, the relationships with, you know, their, their significant others or their children or, you know, and it's a way to bring family together, you know? So I think that just all of those things combined, you're like, oh, okay, this is, I, I get it. You know, I get what I'm, what we're putting out here is really uniquely special and, you know, so I, yeah, I, I could, I could do these, I could do these. I could do five, you know, five of these a year. It's a lot of energy for sure, but it just, you know, it's all about the fans. It's all about giving back and just, uh, and connecting with my peers too. I love seeing all my friends, like, you know, Ryan, Ryan and Tyler. I mean, Tyler's a fam you know, family member. So I see him decent amount throughout the yeah. year. Um, he'll always come over to the house here and say hi to our kids, you know, when he's yeah. in town, when he's in LA. Um, but yeah, Nikki and uh, you know, all the, all the girls, the guys, there's no competition really with all, any of us. It's just like support, you know? So yeah. anyways, yeah, I think you're going to have a good time. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's such a, it's a perfect location. It is the perfect location. West Palm Beach is a blast. Um, yeah. It's just, and we have the combination of the beach and Rosemary Square, which is right across the street from the Hilton and the convention center. It's awesome. So, let's dive into it. I, I want mm -hmm. to dive into mental health because just because I'm such an advocate and think it's so important to talk about it, to kind of break down that stigma um, and when it comes from people like yourself, that is, that it's well-known, you're well-known and you have a really big following on Instagram and you made a post, I actually printed it out so that I could see it. Cause when I saw it, it was so funny because Sarah from suspenders unbuttoned texted me immediately and said, oh, Andrew just made a post about mental health. This is perfect for you because you're talking to him on Friday, right? And I said, I am. And I saw it and I was so excited. Um, so I'm, you have a look of worry in your face, but don't worry. I'm no, not, no, no, I don't, I'm not, not worried. No, no, I, it's more, it's more endearment. It's more like, okay, oh, wow. Good. I can't believe people actually, you know, I, I can't believe it's it resonated strong. with people like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a really big deal. You, you had posted um, a picture, well, a gif really, of you jumping and, and looking extremely happy on the beach. Right. And yeah, uh, basically yeah. said, 
you know, you might know this about me, but the happy Andrew you see in this video is not always the case. And I think a lot of people probably understand that we have our days, right? Where we have dark days and we just, you know, we don't feel like ourselves. And it was important for you to put this out. May is maternal or um, mental health awareness. It's also maternal mental um, health awareness month, but in general, it is mental health awareness month. And you got a really great response. In fact, I printed this out this morning. You had 355 comments. As of this morning. <laughs> that was early this morning before I left for a morning appointment. Now you had mentioned to yeah. me that you hadn't really gone through the comments yet and that you were going to spend today doing that. So you're going to have your hands full. With a yeah, lot of yeah. I, chip, I, you know, I, I, I looked at the first maybe 20 or so, uh, when, when a few days ago when I posted it and, um, you know, responded to a few people, but, um, yeah, anything specific that you want to talk about with this post, or do you want me to just tell well, you kind you know, of where? Yeah, well, I think the I think what a lot of people might be asking is why. What was what? I mean, we're pretty, I think, deliberate with what we put on social media and Instagram. Um, yeah. I don't have that many followers, but I would suspect that people that have a lot of followers, like yourself, are, pr are probably pretty deliberate about what they put on there. So why this? Well. A few things. I think I'll rewind to about six months ago. My wife and I, we started looking at our social media and our, you know, and what we were putting out there to the world and going, okay, wow, you know, we actually have like these things that we're putting out there, people actually notice they take they take note of and 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 potentially read and you know and, and comment on and we feel like we have a, a bit of a uh a, you know small bit of an ability to you know maybe trigger conversation and thought um and you know just you know and we 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 decided we're like let's just be really honest and we we you know truth be told we do work with a social media person a girl that we're kind of like all working together the three of us in trying to put out stuff that's very honest and very real and we don't want to sugarcoat things i'm a very um outspoken person in a way when it comes to i try to stay out of anything political really you know because i'm canadian I'm Canadian. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a legal immigrant living in the States and I love, I've been here for 21 years. I love America. I love everything about it. And, you know, really, if I really break it down, I'm probably like right in the middle of it all, you know? And so, um, so I, but I try to stay out of that, but when it comes to like, you know, environmental things and when it comes to just things that I really think that we should all just kind of rally behind, um, equality, um, you know, just, uh, being open to any kind of marriage and and I mean I just you know those things are those things are a little more outspoken about um, but you know for mental health it's something that I really wanted to we had this conversation last week with this girl that we um, Kelly is her name that we work with and I was like Kelly you know like I don't think a lot of people know this and I I, I, I don't know if I should post this next week but I don't think a lot of people know that I actually my my mother dealt with depression, um, severe depression. My sister deals with severe depression. It's in our family. Um, I actively have to cons like consistently do things and whether it be food, sleep, my sleep cycles, 
yoga, Pilates, meditation. I am actively always trying to trying to pursue a happy, a happier life and a more connected life. And, and also, um, you know, those are kind of the, the more uh, surface stuff, but, but also, um, you know, my beliefs in, in, you know, that we're, 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 are kind of, we're at the mercy of something greater than ourselves. And whatever you, you believe in, it's out of your hands. And I think that a lot of the time, that's the one tangible thing that we can hold on to, if you call it God, if you call it whatever, you know, but I think <clears throat> that's also something that I always have to con continue to remind myself of. And, and I definitely, because life is so good and I feel like the better my life gets, the more that I'm praying and the more that I'm giving gratitude and the more that I'm, and my wife and I, not a day, go, the, you know, not a day go, goes by that we don't wake up in the morning time and then look at, you know, the house that we're living in and the, our kids' health and the, th the abundance that we have coming into our lives. And we're like, oh my God, hon, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful right now, you know? And, and so we really try to actively, um, you know, remind ourselves of that. And also, and I think that, so I just, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to just tell people that like, look, I, you know, th there's, there's like this you know fish lens or this like this this uh the highlight reel i guess is like instagram is your highlight reel of your life right you're always like look at me life is so great you know and um and i just wanted to put something up there that you know and i felt honestly like when i posted i was like is it too much of a contrast is like me jumping and then like me putting this like honest comment about you know, how sometimes I feel when I wake up in the morning time and how right. I'm, you know, I do deal. And even if it, if it's not morning time, it's day, daytime where my wife will turn to me and she's way more even like level headed than me. I'm, I'm more of the fun loving guy. Like always I'm like, like good time guy. People come over. I love hosting I blast music. I'm dancing. I'm doing all the, you know, all these things, but there's days on a weekly basis that my wife will be like, hun, go do a yoga class come back and talk to me in the afternoon. Just, you're not, you're not you right now, or you, or you are you, but you're just not, you just need to take care of the things you need to take care of. And then we'll, then we'll talk about stuff yeah. and we have a business together, you know? So she, she knows, she knows how I get. And I, you know, definitely like everybody else, I get stressed over the things I get stressed over finances and things. And, you know, as a freelance artist and actor, you never know, really know when, you know, your next paycheck is going to be. And, um, LA is not an inexpensive place to live. And, um, and so, yeah, things overwhelm me. And so I, I just wanted to put up, you know, a, a, I wanted to put up as honest of a, of a comment and a post as possible and just tell people that, look, I am always trying to find ways to live a happier, brighter, you know, more vibrant life. And, um, even if it, you know, it comes down to as simple as drinking something that like, you know, makes me happy and, and, you know, and, you know, the, lets the endorphins kind of, you know, burst, burst in my body. Um, but we, uh, you know, my, my wife says, and I, it's, it's, it, it, this is a delicate you know, subject because we say to each other, we're like, happiness is a choice, but for a lot of people happiness is not a, it's it's so far from being a choice it's just it's chemical you know and i've seen that i saw that with my mom i've seen that with my sister um i see that with other family members you know and um on my on my wife's side and and so 
as much as we want to say it's a choice, I think that there's, it's chain links, right? It's like, you can, you know, I, I say this about diet and health and wellness in general and longevity. It's all about these little chain links that, you know, you could start the chain and it might seem like it's, and you know, it's going to take you forever to get to that end or to middle, you know, midway through. But if you just start and you start doing those little things that will, you know, allow you on a chemical level or a, or a, you know, physiological level and, and stimulate trigger better health. And that's just, that's just a, that's just a bit of a stepping stone to try to get that moving in the right direction, which is, and I think a big part of it is like, is sleep and, and what you, what you put in your body hydration. You don't even know, like, these are just the simple things, you know what I mean? And then, and obviously people, I think, I think therapy, I think therapy is a great thing for people. I think talking to people about the issues and being honest about it, because look, these 355 comments, I'm probably going to get a ton of really great feedback and people being honest about what they're going through. And really it comes down to we're, we're not alone. Nobody's alone. We're all in this journey at whatever level you are and wherever you are in your, in your journey with mental health, everybody goes through it, everyone. And it's just a matter of to what degree, you know? And so that's kind of what uh, initiated my, uh, my post. And so I love it. I love it. And, and it's so important to talk about these things. And I like the way you put it with um, being able to choose happiness and things like that. So um, I come from a, a, a long family history of, of mental illness and had suffered with um, postpartum depression and actually pregnancy, anxiety, um, and, and postpartum anxiety. And ultimately, and this was in 2009 when I had my daughter. And then ultimately in 2017, I was diagnosed with by, and yeah, 2017, I was diagnosed with bipolar and, and didn't understand, and didn't realize, I mean, luckily I was already under the care of a, um, psychiatrist who was amazing and who didn't put me on medication right away and really just had me for two months kind of just monitor and journal what, you know, how I was feeling and what was going on. But because I had a family history of bipolar, she was like, you, you're like, you meet all of the, the things. Criteria. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's so interesting though, is that even with people that have diagnoses like that and and get on medication to stabilize themselves, I still have, I, I still have the symptoms every once in a while. Like the symptoms just don't go away because you're put on something. I mean, I still have those days where I can't get out of bed. And so what do I do? It's not a matter of changing my medication. It's a matter of sleeping better, hydration, exercise. I mean, those yeah. are the things because it's impossible. I mean, if you don't have something that's diagnosable, it's still impossible to function when you don't have those basic needs being met. Um, so that's so important to, to know, because I think so many people are like, oh, you're on medication. You should just feel okay all the time. And it, and that's a big misconception, um, you know, with people that are treated with medication, because it's so much more than that. It's such a, it's such a um, coordinated care kind of illness, mental health things, because it is a combination of all of those different pieces that need to come together. And it's hard. And then this is outside of everything else you have to do, right? Just 
you know, being a parent, you know, I have a special needs daughter. I have like, you know what I mean? So there's all yeah. these things and it's, and it's tough. It, 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 it's, it's tough. And so I think, I think these 355 comments, which I, I highly, it's been about what, four hours since I printed this out, um, that it's many more than that. Um, what I have found by sharing my own story and making posts very similar to this is that you open that door for conversation. And I bet you, you go through those comments, you're going to find at least one person that has never said it out loud that they had things going on. And yeah. that for anyone is the first step to possibly getting help that they haven't yep. been seeking out yet simply because they just they didn't have that, whatever it was that, you know, that um, permission to say, Hey, I, you know, I feel this way. You can tell me too. And that's essentially what you've done here on Instagram, which is amazing. I mean, that's <laughs> the power it has. And so what I love is that when I was on last night, you had said, Oh, wow. Like you guys like this content what else do you want me to talk about in relation to this? And I went, whoa, like I wonder what kind of like response you're going to get. So, I mean, are you excited? Does this excite you? Like, is, are you like ready to share more about this side of you? Jennifer, I'm an open, like I'm an open book and I love this stuff when people, cause you know, I do feel, I have felt it's, as an, you know, as, as an, as a actor and, you know, when I'm go to these conferences and just like, it's, 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 and, and also when you post things on social media and stuff, it's, it's very self-indulgent in a way. Like, I feel like it's like, well, who cares what I say? Who cares what I think? Who cares what I, you know, I'm just this guy that does, I'm, I'm an actor. I just, it's a line of work, you know? And, but, you know, I really stripping all that away. I'm also a person that I feel like people see on social media, there's this happy couple living this perfect life doing, you know, with these kids that are, you know, that, you know, it's just, they don't see that we, we are fractured in, in, in ways, you know, I'm fractured in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm hopefully going to continue to work on myself constantly. I am such a different person now than what I was six months ago to a year ago, two years ago. And I look at the changes that I'm, I've been making in my life and I'm really proud of them. You know, I feel like I'm, I just am constantly trying to be a better husband and, 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 and father um, and person, friend, you know, son, uh, brother to my sister. And just, um, so it's, you know, I, I, I'm really excited. I'm really excited that it opens, that it opened the door to this, this conversation with, with people and, um, and allowing people to be maybe a little bit more honest with what they're going through too. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a big believer that storytelling and sharing really is the catalyst for people to open up and to, and to really um, admit to the things that maybe they've never admitted to before, whether it's to just to themselves or to other people. You know, the film that I did was way back, well, way back, 2015, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but it's going to be coming up on its 10 years in 2025, which I can't believe. Doesn't it seem like it? 2015 seems like, you know, yesterday. last week. I know. I know. It's weird. Um, 
and the f film, I mean, self-funding a documentary film and, and, and doing that is a lot of work. And, and everyone has always asked, is there going to be a sequel? And I'm like, I don't know. As much as I love, I went to school for broadcasting, film production. I love, there's nothing more that I, you know, there's nothing I love more than being on a set and, and, and doing those kinds of things, but a podcast is much easier. So I do have another podcast in addition to this one named after my film. And at least two times a week, I get moms reaching out to me saying, I'm ready to share my story. Like, can I be on your podcast wow. and share your story? And I've had, I'm on season two now. And I've, I think I've interviewed maybe 65 women in the last two years some that have never shared their story before. And even with their family, we're, we're scared to share it with their family. And we're hearing it for the first time through my podcast. And it just goes to show you one, mental health in general has so much stigma, but mental health and motherhood are like really just, they don't go. I mean, that's not, they're not supposed to be associated you know, feeling sad and anxious and having a newborn, those are like different, those don't go together. And so- yeah. um, But are those, are those non-parents that think that, is that more non-parents? Because when you're, when you become a parent, I feel like so much bubbles up. Like I start going back, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm acting like my dad. I, my dad did this. And, and then you start, you catch yourself in these moments and, and and we are always like my wife, we, my wife is really great at reading a lot of books and gathering information and she'll send me and she'll read me, you know, segments of these books that she's reading. And I've done a lot of my own, I'll, I'll go, I'm, a, I'm like an in the moment Google, Google guy. Google like, yeah. what, ha what happens if my son does this? Cause our first child is, you know, he's almost seven. He's sweet, kind hearted very um, patient with his younger brother. He's tolerant, you know, and, uh, and his younger brother is everything, but like his, like our two-year-old is a wild child. He is, he will look at you and, and just like break his brother's Lego, like right in front of, right in front of you, just, just breaking, breaking it all while looking at him or while looking at us and then be like, be like, I love you, mommy. Love you, my love you, daddy. Love you, daddy. Like, like, be this like, like total opposite. Like, you just busted this whole Lego. Anyway, so we're trying to figure out how to work with his type of personality, but it's a reflection. It's a constant. You're all, you're constantly questioning things as a parent. You're like, you're like, no, it's okay. I'm frustrated. I'm more frustrated in, in ways that I've never been frustrated before because it's this little thing that you love so much and so precious to you, and but you you can't. You can't uh, change it with the the nor you can't change it with like your 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 the, your your natural instincts of how you would change something. For me, it would just be like, stop it, like stop doing that. What that? What that? You know, like. But but you can't do it like that because no. you can't yell at your kids and right. you can't and there's all these different phases of you're like. Well, two to three is a very important phase for your kids. And then right. like three to five is another different incident, you know? Yeah. So like, you, and you have to treat it, treat them different. And we're reading this great book right now called Raising Lions. And it's like, it's, it's teaching you or it's telling people how to like, you know, you got to meet kids with the hand. So you have to push back with them and then push them farther. So they know their boundaries. And then when they reach three, they will have already 
know their bound. They'll already know their boundaries. They'll already know that they can't push you because you already you deliver on what you're going to say. There's there's a consequence that's attached to every comment that you make to them. There's some there's something tied to it. Everything's done calmly. You talk to them like they're adults. You're like, oh, I know, man. It's you know, I know you're. I know why you're crying. It's it's tough. I, I I'd be crying too if I was in timeout. You know, but you got to stay there. And timeout starts when you stop crying. And 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 so you got to stop stop crying. And but it's a whole different way that I would approach things. And going back to being a parent has made me sympathize with every other parent out there. And being a husband has made me sympathize with so many mothers out there. You know, and you know, and, well, every mother out there really. And and the things that a, a woman goes through, and actually as like a teenager and a teenage boy who was playing football and like. You know, I, I had, you know, I was looking at girls like every other adolescent kid and into my twenties and everything. And once you're a father, you look at women completely different. It's like, it's like, it just happens overnight. You're like, oh my gosh, I spent nine months with my wife and 10 months. And then I, I went through this, you know, whatever your birth journey is. I, we had two emergency C-sections which we were, you know, my wife was hoping for something, was just hoping for a natural birth. But um, yeah, all of a sudden you just, uh, I'm a changed guy. I'm 42 now and I'm, I look at women completely different. And I, so I think like, yeah, being a parent, there's certain things that I, I thought about, yeah, parents, why yeah, parents are got to be strong. You have to be like, you know, you, you have to, uh, be strong for the family. That's what I, my father was like that. My father was like, I'd never saw him cry until he had a heart attack that almost killed him at 55 or 54. And then it broke him a bit, which was the best thing that ever could have happened to him because then he was just, he'd cry at, you know, puppy child commercials and he'd cry at, you know, when he, at Christmas, when he would just see my sister and I coming down, you know, downstairs for Christmas morning. And then, he would cry eating like oatmeal on a Tuesday morning, going to school because he heard a song that reminded him. Oh. And then that was the best thing. My dad's 83 now. And he's, you know, I think he's lived this much longer in his life because he, he gave into his emotions and yeah. he wasn't just this like tough facade person. And I think that's something that we're learning now as parents is like this new age parent, you know, parenting and parents, um, our, you know, Nikki and I have talked about this a lot, but like this is new age parenting now, and I think that it's it's great for fathers too. I cry with my I cry with my boys just randomly on a Saturday, every other Saturday, listening to music and just because of gratitude, happy tears, you know, and seeing them do something, and I'm like I don't hide it. It's just like I'm like, come here, buddy, come here, give me a hug, you know, and so it's yeah, I think it's this is anyways, I. I don't know. I asked a question and then I kind of answered it myself. But no. I was like, do parents, uh, is it, no, is it a non-parent thing or is it a parent thing? You know? Yeah. You know, I, and I, well, I think, I think it's very common, obviously when we become parents and, and then we look back at how we were in our childhood and how we looked at our parents. Um, you know, I remember becoming the, like becoming the age so I'm 42 as well. We're very close, very close. To 79? 80, January 18th of 80. Oh, wow. I was so, so close to 79. Yeah, um, yeah. 
but and my parents were very young. My mom was a teen mom. She was 18 when she had me. And so my parents oh, wow. are very young. I mean, my, my mom only just turned 61. So like, they're super young. And so I had like, wow, that's because cool. they were so young, I remember when I turned 18 going, my mom had a baby. Like, I can't imagine myself having a baby. Yes. And then like, so I've been able to do that a lot through my life going, okay, I'm 42. Where were my parents when, when, you know, where was I when they were 42, you know, and I was getting ready to move here to South Florida and leave my small town in central Pennsylvania. And, you know, I wasn't moving to the big city because it was West Palm beach, but I mean, it was far away from home. And so you start to like, kind of figure out where your parents were at those ages and think, wow, like if I was dealing with that, like, how would I be dealing with those things? Um, yeah. It just puts it kind of everything like in, into like a different kind of perspective. Um, yeah. I remember apologizing to my mom numerous times, like, I'm so sorry I did this. And oh, I understand now why you were so worried about me when I wouldn't call you back yeah. or when I wouldn't, you know, and, and then to think about the technology differences in the eight, in the, you know, well, I didn't have a cell phone until I think I went to college I didn't I mean I didn't even have an email address until I went to college and so I'm like we would just you would we would just come home and not have phones to like call anybody like it's just such a different it's such a different world and 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 then that even looking at parenting and how parenting is going to be different for us who have children what's the technology going to be like when they're teenagers like what is that whole world and yeah. no, nothing can prepare you for that. I mean, that's something that we don't have experience with because that's not how we grew up. So mm-hmm. I yeah. think also we, we were we were living through kind of it was a little bit of an anomaly where we were uh, our our age group, I think, has lived through the most uh, techno technological advances out of any era. I think like when you when you look at you look at, you know, cell phones and then FaceTime and all these things that we're able to do now and compute, like we were, we went through the, 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 like we went through computer phase. Computers were, you know, we went through from the dial, the dial phone, you know what I mean? To a cell phone, like to wireless at the house and then, and then cell phones and car cell phones. I remember my uncle had this like the big, yeah. With, with the wire that goes down, he had a Jaguar and he like, you know, and so, yeah, it, we've, we've gone through so many technological advances and I don't think, I think our kids are going to see a lot more of that, obviously with space and stuff like that and access to space. And, um, but I, I don't think we're going to see so much change that we've seen and that's also like we're we we didn't or generation before us didn't really know how to treat cell phones with their kids now we know i know with my seven-year-old and my two-year-old i know after seeing that documentary the social dilemma oh yeah what it was Mm -hmm. after seeing that movie and like seeing how you know these guys that are tech that are that are um programmers for Facebook and Twitter and all these places. And it, they're, they're like, I don't let my kids, I, I let my kids, you know, for, for three hours on a Saturday, use their phones yeah. outside of that. 
no phones, you know, I, I, you know, I cut it to just like an hour in the evening or like different people have different ways of doing it. But I think we now know we have so much information that we've gathered now we're like, okay, this is, this is, it's like smoking cigarettes. We know we just don't, you know, smoking is, you know, causes cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, but with phones, yeah, I think it's just, we're, we're also now learning and accumulated, accumulated so much information and data. And, um, and so we're, we're, we're taking this into consideration now with, with, with our kids for sure. Yeah, for sure. And there's of course pluses and minuses to, you know, everything, right? I mean, I, my daughter who lives with autism uses an iPad to communicate some things. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like how amazing. I mean, this is amazing. And that even happened while, cause she's 12 and we started with, and I don't know how familiar you are with all of, all of that kind of stuff, but there's, there was something called a, a PEC system, which is the picture exchange system, which was literally pictures that you printed out and laminated and cut out and stuck Velcro on. And you literally had binders of different images and words so that kids could communicate and physically stick things on a blank to make sentences. Now, and we can download new words. We can download... She, she can hear her own voice come back onto the device. I mean, it's amazing, you know, how technology has changed certain things like that. Anyway. Yes, it has. Yeah. And My I son is that. on his iPad every single night I mean, he, with oh, his, yeah. um, for school. And mm-hmm. he does, he does, he's in French school and he, it, it's his dictate that he does where he, the teacher will record her, you know, the sentence and then the kids have to repeat. And so, yeah, we've seen such a change within like homeschooling changed a lot of things. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it, my son kind of go, has a little bit of the same thing where he listens to, to the teacher and, and for kids that have different learning um, methods, I think, yeah, I think, look, I, I think iPads are incredible what they've done for, for the world and, and the phones and stuff like that. But um, I'm just saying purely like cartoons and stuff like that know, we know, know right? I mean, and, and, and when your kids get to be in their, in their teens, like mid teens to late teens, you're like, you got to minimize, like, I don't want my, my kids on social media all the time. And that's okay. where I think school and learning and all of that, I think it's, they're great tools to have, but then you start getting into like unregulated, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these things that kids and the algorithm, you know, mm-hmm. and how it finds them and what they're searching. Well, I'm going to regulate that like crazy. Okay. My son, you know, he's going to be, he's, he's going to be the kid that's like, dad, but all my friends are doing, all my friends are doing, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Take, I mean, take I the re- soccer ball. Go keep I don't know about you, but cause we're the same age. I mean, I remember AOL and the AOL chat rooms that you would go in. Oh yeah. I mean, you want to talk about unregulated. I mean, I remember pretending that I was somebody else. Oh yeah. I go to blah, blah, blah. And my friend and I, like, we loved it. We were talking to people. We had no idea who they were. And this is before yes. images and stuff could be on. It was just text, you know? But still, like, oh, those chat rooms. I will never, I will never forget doing all of that. And oh, then yeah, getting... MySpace. And, oh, oh, yeah, yes. AOL chat rooms. And, and yeah, no, no. Oh, it's... my gosh. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? We know all this now. Yeah. So we know all this now. And there's a lot more tools to regulate things and yeah. to, to minimize what your kids, and you know, have access to and stuff. So that's great. That's great. Yeah. 
for sure. So let's just, I, I want to touch just a little bit on, on fatherhood and, and you have two sons. And so how, how do you work the, the balance? I know like when you typically, I guess, when you go to film, like Hallmark movies are filmed in what, like two, three weeks or something. And then yeah, three weeks, yeah. 15 days. Yeah. 15 days. So, I mean, how do, how do you and your wife kind of manage all of that and have a business on top of that with your two, with your two boys? What does that, I mean, is there a lot of coordination that kind of has to go into making sure it all just, you know, and living in California and Canada, I mean, I feel like it's yeah, like, that's yeah. a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And sometimes I think maybe I take it for granted on how much my wife has it all together. Um, she's actually, she tells me, she says that she's, she's way more on top of things when I'm not here than when I'm here, I kind of like ruin the flow. Um, and which I get, she's very a type. She knows she's exactly, you know, she has her schedule waking up in the morning time at nighttime. She like, she'll make the, their, their dinner, her and the boys dinner while making their lunches for the next day. So it's all prepped and ready to go. She's a big time, like food prep person like mm-hmm. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki and her, um, are very similar like that. When Nikki goes away and it's, when she comes to work, she's like, she's already made pre-made all the frozen meals. All the meals are prepped Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all the kids, like everything is pre-prepped. So she'll just cook for a month before like, or two weeks before she wow. leaves to go shoot and she'll have everything ready for Ryan and, and the boys. Um, my wife is very similar, but, uh, but she, yeah, no, it's, you know, I'll, Honestly, if, if I were offered a, let's start with the work first. I, I think if I were offered eight months shooting a network TV series in Atlanta right now at the stage I'm at, I, would, I wouldn't take it. I, I wouldn't take it. I've, right now, Hallmark and the two movies I get to do a year, two, sometimes three movies I get to do a year, plus some of the, the development stuff I'm doing with them and pitching them projects. Uh, I'm gone for 25 to 30 days max twice a year. So I'm gone for like 60 days maybe in the year to Vancouver. And um, the rest of the year I'm at home being a husband, being a father, you know, gardening, doing things with my kids. And so, yeah, I, the, the balance is definitely there with my work. I, my wife and I, we, we started our business together. I still am relatively active with the business. I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking definitely a, a, a big step back because she has more of a team now and she can rely on more people. Um, but, uh, but I still kind of oversee, help oversee a few things, but my, yeah, the balance is basically, you know, Cassandra and I, we, we, we work out together. We, um, we go for lots of hikes. We try to get outside as much as possible with our sons. The biggest thing is when I leave, I stack a lot of extracurricular things on with our kids. Like our son is playing piano. He's skating twice a week. He's playing soccer. Our little one is going to start soccer very soon and gymnastics. And so that's the, that's always the scare when I leave, Cassandra has to keep keep that up and and it's just it's kind of almost impossible as the kids get a little older um and and also it's tough to find like we don't have a full-time nanny we we have we use we have like six babysitters that we have on call and two of which are the ones we use all the time but look they got lives we haven't hired them full-time they're you know they're off doing their thing and going to going to school and stuff so i think 
balance is you you always want to feel like you're keeping up on your you know your requirements to be a you know as a parent and a and a and a, and a, and a partner and i always want to have requirements you're you know your half of the deal right. right like you and so um as much as i when a job comes i have to just be like okay i'm i have to i press pause in my whole life i have to focus because i don't want to be on set not knowing my lines and not knowing what i'm doing that's like my biggest fear so i and i have to put a lot of work into what i do i just know that's my process i have to read a script like 40 times before i even start started to memorize it um and so um so I, you know, with knowing that I also have to say, okay, well, Hey, Cass, what do you need? I got the job. It's coming in two weeks, which is amazing. Cause we used to get job. We used to get offers three, four days before we would be oh. sh- having to shoot almost. We'd have, we, I'd get the offer on a Tuesday to leave on a Thursday to start shooting on a Monday. Wow. That was like the old, the old, uh, hallmark, the old guard. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but, but yeah, so it's just basically checking in. Like I got to check in, and, and that's I think it's just like okay. So what do you need from me? You know, and now she has it down to a science in a way where it's like okay, when you leave, I'm I'm going to call on a few other people to help, and you know we have friends that our son plays hockey or goes he skates with. So we'll sometimes ask them if they can drive, pick up West. They live around right, right around the corner here, pick up West and take him to to skating. Um, but yeah, balance right now, I have to say, like, I am, I feel so balanced in my life. And even though I, I take on a lot of things outside of my acting, I'm mean, juice, I'm starting a men's skincare line. I have this building in New Mexico that I'm doing, turning into a post-production hub, um, you know, and I, so a lot of that stuff is, is it's constant. It's my every day, I'm, I'm checking in with these things and, and trying to establish these businesses. But I feel like I'm, I've never felt more on top of it in a way. And maybe that's because I'm, I am feeling very balanced and also my, my working out, my mental health is, is I'm, I'm keeping that in check. I always go to, I do these, like I do cryotherapy. I do cold showers. I, you know, really try to like wake my, invigorate my body and stimulate my mind in that way. Um, and so whatever it is, and my sleep patterns are really good right now too. I've been able to, I go to sleep. I'm in bed by 10, 15, 10, 30 max every single night. Um, so I just feel like maybe it's because of all those things that I just, you know, I am feeling more balanced in a way because of all these things. But um, yeah, it's always, it's always ever changing, you know, and, and I just, I have to be okay with that. And I can't be too hard on myself about if, you know, if, if we're taking on too much and just, and honestly, like having our business, building this juice business over the past 10 years has been such, we've learned so many life lessons from this. And like five years in, we, we just would joke around with staff. We'd be like, Hey guys, don't, don't sweat it. It's just juice. It's just juice. You know, it's like, we're not, we're not saving lives here. I have friends that are ICU doctors and that's more stressful than juice. Yeah. And so you know, but we've gone through so many financial hardships and not knowing how we were going to pay our own bills and our own life, you know, a couple weeks out while being super in debt with the company and like having investors, uh, having to, to, to maintain investor relationships and 
Um, and so my wife and I together, we've gone through so much that I feel like everything else now is just, it's just, you know, what's the, what's the, I'm a worst case scenario guy. Like what's the worst case that could happen? We live in a tent somewhere. We go back to Canada and I'll still, we'll still be happy. We'll still be, we'll still get, have gratitude because we're healthy and we're, and even then if health, if a health uh, issue comes up, we'll tackle it. There's a reason why it's coming up. There's a reason why you, it, life gives you these challenges so you can overcome it. You can maybe be a beacon of light for somebody else, you know? And I think that that was an amazing thing. I'm not too much into him, but like Tony Robbins, I watched the documentary. I just, I was interested, you know? And I was like, I've had some friends that go to his conferences and I was like, they've, they've actually, it's, he's changed their lives in so many ways. But what I love about what he'd said in his documentary is that he goes, the more hardships you've gone through, the worse of a place that you came from, the more credibility you have with 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 bringing ha having people listen to you and and your story. So you he he loves teaching people his methods and having people come on board as a mentor when they've gone through intense life situations. And he's like, you're going to, you, people are going to look at you and they can't question what you've gone through. And you can't, they can't say, oh, I, you can't identify with me. You can't identify with what I'm going through. So I think that like, I don't know how I got here, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. No, Tony, no, I love, I love Tony Robbins. And um, it's so interesting because you're right. Experience goes a long way. And, and, and I kind of found that with my own um, maternal mental health documentary stuff was that these women were opening up to me. I'm not a doctor. I used to have doctor's offices call me because they saw me in my film and would say, I have a woman right now in my office and I don't think she's safe. And I'm like, okay. I mean, so, so um, I'm guessing you have her emergency contact because you always fill that out on the form when you're a patient, you should probably call them and not leave her alone. Like, how, so. Wow. What, um, this is such a great conversation. I really appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff. I, I haven't had one podcast that I've actually been able to talk about this stuff, you know, and I, I definitely don't, I want to, you know, preface this for all the listeners that I'm by no means a, a, a professional when it comes to this stuff. You know, I'm just a guy that is kind of accumulating information as I go along and, and starting to realize things about myself and the people around me. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is kind of refreshing to be able to uh, oh, speak it. Yeah. Awesome. 